How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex and my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today we want to talk about a potential offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year tandem that the Jets currently have on the roster. And of course, you guys probably know who we're talking about. Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner, really tremendous start to the 2022 season. Both guys that we were extremely high on going into this year. Um, of course, cornerback is definitely a tough position to kind of grab hold of um, for rookies. But Sauce has been lights out, man. He has been tremendous in coverage. Nobody's looking his way. They don't want to test him. They limited Tyreek Hill tremendously last week. He's been extremely rangy, quick, agile, and confident at that corner position. And Brees Hall, I mean, you know, just watch the film, man. He looks like an absolute stud. He looks like he's going to be a workhorse for a very long time. He's already stealing a lot of reps from Michael Carter, who did get the two touchdowns. But, you know, Brees Hall got it down to the one-yard line for him to punch in and got a touchdown of his own. So, so far, Jets fans should be extremely excited about these two players um you know staples for the future bookends at both at both positions um and we want to discuss what they've done up to this point through five weeks and what we hope to see the rest of the way but ryan before we dive into we'll start with sauce gardner how you do today my friend i'm doing great alex it's very exciting i mean i think it was expected by jets fans when you have four of the top 36 picks in the draft and I think even most fans would tell you like these guys have come in and just surpassed expectations already in just five games. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, for the jets alone, not just from an offensive and defensive rookie of the year, you know, in the NFL landscape, but just from the jets team in general, by the end of the year, like who people are going to say is that one rookie of the year on just the jets roster. Like that'll be such a challenge in and of itself. And I think to this point, you know, the offensive and defensive rookie of the year across the NFL are pretty obvious in Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner. I think both guys, you know, you just see how complete of a skill set they offer, you know, off the bat. Like physically, these are two guys who jump out just in terms of their size and how much power they have, how much play strength. But athletically speaking, I mean, these are two very gifted individuals with speed, the quick twitch and the change of direction, you know, that's required to being efficient, you know, NFL player these days where athletic ability is so important. And these guys have come in and made splash plays and were two of the main catalysts for the Jets in the week five win to get them to three and two. So I think, like you said, starting with Sauce, you look at the six passes defended in five games. He's had at least one in every game to this point and finally got on the board with an interception the other day. I think not even just from a rookie perspective, but like across the NFL, people are already touting him as one of the best corners in the game. I mean, that's just how fast of an impact Sauce has come in and had. And I think with Brees as well, I mean, you got to say he's one of the better running backs in football right now. I think you and I even discussed it before yesterday's show, how good he's been in comparison to the rest of the league. And with Sauce, I mean, it's the attitude that he brings, you know, just he's very uh, much a team first guy that works hard. You can tell he loves football. He wants to win and is committed to turning the Jets around. And I think, you know, he, he's been great every game, and he finally just made those splash plays for people to see the other day. And I think as of right now, he's well in the driver's seat, you know, to being that defensive rookie of the year to this point. Absolutely. I mean, look, consistency is a key for a cornerback. You can have a good game, but if you have two bad games, it doesn't really matter. Um, like you said, Sauce has been consistent, right? His worst game, I guess you could take him against Cincinnati. He gave up 51 yards on two receptions. Maybe Cleveland, 33 yards and a touchdown. But he hasn't given up more than 51 yards. And, you know, aside from that, um, it's just pretty impressive to see how 
the Jets have gotten him involved and how confident he looks, right? Because a lot of times opposing quarterbacks, opposing uh, defenses or offenses rather, will start to test him. Like they'll 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 test rookie cornerbacks. They'll try to target them on purpose. And it seems like they're just not trying to do that at all. Like he has gotten a couple of targets in recent weeks. So, you know, seven targets against Pittsburgh, five targets against Miami. He gave up nine yards on seven targets against the Pittsburgh Steelers, my friends. That That is ridiculous. Five targets, gave up three receptions or 26 yards. Um, and had an interception against Miami. They did not get anything going against him then. Um, you know, this is just a guy who's really looking stellar. And you know what the most important thing is right now? There was one there was one concern that I had going into the season was that sometimes he can be a little bit grabby. He has one penalty this year. That's it. Just one penalty. He's done a really good job not grabbing, not being like putting himself in a spot where the where the flag could come out and he could get um kind of hurt in that sense. But I think it's the the resiliency that he's shown, the range and the speed and the intelligence and the confidence, man. He gets in your head, right? That's an underrated part of any sport. If you've ever played recreational, any level of sports, how many times have you talked shit or somebody else talked shit to you and it gets in your head and that's all you're thinking about is, oh, I want to prove this guy that I do this and you lose focus. That's what his game is, right? He gets in your head and you lose focus and he takes advantage of that. And he's so good at making you feel like you have to do something or over overcompensate. And he just waits for you to make a mistake. I mean, like you're looking at a rookie right now, looking like a veteran, man. I mean, the Jets, once again, have walked into another star cornerback. Uh, this is going to be a long-term solution in the secondary. DJ Reed, to pair with him, is a very nice duo at cornerback. Very, very nice. And, you know, defensive... Uh, you know, offensive player or defensive player of the year. Um, there are a couple guys that you've listed, Ryan Forrest, Tariq Woolen, Devin Lloyd, Jalen Petre, uh, Trevon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you know, maybe even Kayvon Thibodeau sneaks into the conversation if he starts getting those sack numbers up. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of talent from this past rookie class, um, some really, really great players. Um, but sauces showing up, man. The thing about cornerbacks is that, you know, you see like three interceptions for Tariq Wollin or six pass defended, two interceptions for Devin Lloyd, Jalen Petra. You see all these guys have all these numbers and stuff, but cornerbacks are interesting because it's the less numbers they have oftentimes is the better they are, right? Like interceptions are one thing, but if you take away the interceptions, if you don't, if you don't give up any yards, those numbers stay low. It looks even better. You know, that's just kind of what stands out to me. So really tremendous job by Sauce Gardner. Um, you know, what are your projections from the rest of the way? Do you think he maintains this pace? Maybe there's some tough teams coming up. Um, how do you think he kind of fares against better quality quarterbacks? Because they have gotten a little bit lucky in the sense you're looking at like Mitch Trubisky, um, like backups from the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, Joey Burrow has been struggling this year. Uh, Cleveland, I mean, Jacoby Brissett kind of sucks. Lamar Jackson, obviously, is, is really good. Um, he had a good week one, but, you know, not many good quarterbacks so far. What do you think happens when he faces off against the better ones? It's a good point. I think, you know, one thing I did want to say that you brought up that I liked was the, you know, one penalty that he has at this point. And honestly, like, that was really even a bang-bang call in the game the other day. Um, so, like you said, that's really been impressive with Sauce and just knowing how physical of a player he is, the fact that he's managed to control that I think is important. You know, I think the rookie wall is something that every player does hit at some point, and it's it's hard as a first-year player to come in and just dominate the entire year, like Jamar Chase did last year, for example. I just think at some point it does happen, and corner is such a hard position to play, but I'll be honest. I, I think Sauce's pedigree, you got to take into account and respect so much that, like, his rookie wall, it, it'll probably be, you know, not really too many mistakes and it, it probably won't even be for a long period of time. I just think that's the type of player and the type of person he is with the mindset that he's got. You know, I think sauce is somebody who's, you know, built to really, you know, last this entire rookie season and just 
be such a dominant force and, you know, end up being the defensive rookie of the year by the end of the season. Absolutely. And looking on the offensive side, Brees Hall, of course, Brees Hall is a guy that we love very much. We think he's fantastic. Um, and you know, ultimately he is going to be a long-term solution at running back and having a really nice tandem. And what I like about what the jets are doing is there, and this is something that the San Francisco 49ers tend to do as well. They have a, a myriad of running backs because running backs, the shelf life on them is rather short. As we all know, investing too much in them can sometimes lead to, you know, negative results. But what the Jets are doing is pretty smart, right? They're splitting up these reps between Brees Hall and Michael Carter and keeping them healthy, right? When you lean too much on a running back, the chances of them getting injured, you know, skyrocket. So having that balance with Carter and Hall will keep them healthier, extend the longevity of their careers, and allow the Jets to get more value out of them. So right now I'm extremely impressed uh, with how they're managing Brees Hall. And, you know, he's 11th in yards of scrimmage of 488. Um, he's getting more touch at 18 touches um, against the Miami Dolphins uh, for 100 yards on the ground. He had two receptions for, for 100 yards as well. This was the most carries he's had in the game this season. He had 17 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so, you know, pretty, pretty impressive there. And, you know, ultimately, I think that number is going to kind of hover around 15 to 20. And, and I think that's where it should be because Michael Carter gets, what, 5 to 10, somewhere in that range. If the Jets can commit to the run, really expand on that and, and have success with it, who's to say that they don't get, you know, 30 total touches between Carter and Brees Hall and they're scoring a ton of touchdowns on the ground? I think that's the ideal scenario, Ryan. But when you're looking at Brees Hall, you know, how excited are you for his future right now? Because right now I'm, I'm looking at him and saying, uh, this guy's going to tear the league apart. If, if the Jets offensive line continues to grow and develop and they get some of these guys healthy, that interior continues to excel. Um, once ABT pushes back to right guard and they get uh, fans back and maybe back to next year, you're in a pretty good spot. And Brees Hall is going to have a lot of room to work with. I think Brees has been as advertised, if not even better. Like you knew this guy was incredibly successful just from a production standpoint at Iowa State comes in just with the generational athleticism with his, you know, acceleration, his long speed, um, just the long strides that he has because he's so big and tall. And, you know, I think his power and his contact balance have been on display to this point as well. He, he's proven he can, you know, win and create big runs in a multitude of ways. We know he's a perfect fit with the patience and the vision that he has in a lot of these outside zone running schemes that Michael Four runs. And you said it in the passing game. I mean, Brees, hands are very natural. I think, something that jumped out to me watching him at training camp this summer, like the body control down the field, like it, it speaks to his athleticism, the way that this guy is just so natural with his hands and, you know, really reading things down the field to haul and passes. And you look, I mean, he's got 56 carries for 275 yards, 4.9 a carry, two rushing touchdowns, and he's on pace for 935 yards. And that's like you said, splitting time with Michael Carter. Then in the air, 17 catches for 213 yards and a touchdown. You know, he's on pace for well over 1,500 yards from scrimmage as a rookie, which is incredible. And there are some other players who are doing a really good job as rookies, especially at skill positions. But I think you look at Brees, 11th in football from scrimmage, you know, with 488 yards, like you said. To me right now, he's well in the driver's seat to be offensive rookie of the year. And he, he's easily one of the Jets' best players at the moment. And he, he's been incredible to this point. Absolutely. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below on Sauce and Brees, you know, thoughts on uh, their development, how impressive they've been up to this point. If you think they can continue it, especially against some better teams coming up in the schedule. Uh, but right now we're all very optimistic about their future and what they can accomplish here. And if the Jets walk away with their offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year, I mean, goodness gracious, uh, I, I don't, Joe Douglas just knocked another draft class out of the park if that's the case i mean good drafting is what sets teams up for the future um if the jets cannot win with this level of talent it's because their coach 
coaching is bad. That's the bottom line, right? That's the only reason. Look at the freaking Giants right now. Their team is depleted. I don't even think they have half the talent the Jets do, and they're winning games. They're four and one, and it's because of how good their coaching is, right? If the Jets do not win games with this level of talent and they have an unbelievable amount of it, it is because the coaching is not very good. Um, but again, that is that is just a, a point I'm trying to make. That is not to say the coaching is bad. It is good, and it's going to get better as they ease into this and they actually have the guys healthy because a lot of injury issues have thrown them off, I think, in the past. Um, you know, of course, you know, Quincy Williams, that was a huge loss. The tackle, you know, Russian roulette has been really awful as well for them. So I'm optimistic that things are going to get better and compounded success as the season continues here, my friends. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives in the YouTube comments below. As always, make sure to like, subscribe, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. If you're a Yankee fan, let's freaking go tonight, baby. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.